What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to the latest episode of our Love Fix experience recorded live at our new location out in Langley, British Columbia. So come on in and enjoy a powerful right now word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. stepped into the not on its way you stepped into the it's here which simply means you can't wait on God no more now you got to do your part he waiting on you some of y'all thought if revival came your life would be better oh, well it's here so whose part whose whose who's, who's responsibility is it now man this tripped me out and I remember one time I was like uh you know, all that the locust has stolen, he'll restore. You know, you get a lot of these theologians. and Let me tell you something. Just because you went to Bible college don't make you a the- theologian, okay? All right? But you get people who boast in their knowledge. But a lot of times what we don't understand, we're being taught by people who, t- who teach from seeing the word from their context. A rich person that goes to Bible college won't necessarily see the word the same way the poor person that go to Bible college. Their God, they're going to see it based on the God they need. And so most of the time, people that learn of God that don't have no needs see God as just this thing to come. Because they got time to wait on him. I'm glad he a good brother. Y'all watchmen would be fired right now. He, he just smooth, just walking through like, hey, man, I'm glad, hey, man, I'm glad this ain't the hood, hey, man, he a good brother, he a good brother, he, hey, he a good brother, he a good brother. See, some people, when they be like, why, I remember people refer to armor bears as stuff people do in the United States. Canada, it's going to be a day you're going to be forced out your bubble because churches get blew up, schools get blew up, it's the real world, and wherever God is moving, don't matter where you at, the enemy is present, trying to kill, steal, and destroy. So be watchful. Amen. But I remember somebody came up to me and said, man, why you didn't preach the other side of that, that scripture? They were mad or they had an opinion because I told you that God will restore what was stolen. They wanted me to tell you the rest of the scripture that says, but the locust was sent by God. So they wanted me to tell you God's going to restore, but he's also the one that, that cursed you. And I'm like, nah, I can't. T- I, I'm not, and people, if they want to read, go read that. But the part he wants us to magnify is he restores. There's a reason why the locust was sent. But there's also a reason why he restores. And then I just sat and watched it. just was sitting over there on the side reading this for any other scholars. Because there's an other side to he sent the locust. And for me, he didn't just send the locust or the pestilence or whatever the case may be. He didn't just send it to curse his people. Like, that, that, that's not love. But I read this scripture over in Joshua. I sent the hornet ahead of you. And the hornets, it drove out the two Amorite kings. 
the hornets did your work for you. <laughs> it's like the giants in the land, no need to be scared. They watch the land for you. Uh, no reason to trip over the pandemic. Yes, there is good and bad to everything. But the pandemic is doing some things for us that we don't have the power to do. See, coming to church did not work changing people's minds about God. But the pandemic show got people on their knees facing God. Yeah. A sermon couldn't deal with your stubbornness, but the pandemic got you humble. There's some things that God will allow to happen in your life to do a greater work in your life. If it takes a pandemic so you realize you need God and not your job, then God will allow it. If it takes you losing something or someone. God is not interested in the now. So as much as it hurts to lose something or someone, he works it all together for his good because his focus is eternity. So it hurts right now, but at the same time, it's necessary for his purpose. Look, look, look. He says, you didn't have to do a thing, not so much as raise a finger. He used the plague to work for you. Yes. Trying to help some of your little mindsets right now. Because the pandemic then tested your patience. You're like, what can I do? Oh, my God, I'm losing time. Oh, my God, this is the worst time forever. Oh, my God, my kids couldn't play sports. Oh, my God, that's horrible. But then my mind in sonship goes to man. What young people in this generation God needed the lack of sports to change to get them in his purpose? Because he can't afford you to be chasing a dream that you're going to have to change later. I'm, I'm just saying, I get it. It ain't good. It ain't, it's not cool. We can't go into to the gym with our kids. But I believe that God still has a purpose at least a way to use it. So maybe my daughter is not going to be as active in sports. Maybe my son is not, but they're developing this leader. They're, they're, there's something happening in them that's more important than God's greater plan for later. So I can't get stuck on, oh my God, I can't do this. Oh my God, the government this. But what is God doing in the midst of this pandemic? The, but the song said, rain came, wind blew, but my house is built on you. Pandemic came, pandemic blew, but my house is built on you. Death came, death blew, but my house is built on you. Jobs come and jobs go, but my house is built on you. Hey, 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 why are you so excited, Pastor? I'm, I'm not excited as much as I'm stewarding the flame. 
I have a responsibility to keep the altar lit. The reason why we focused on Azusa and Toronto Airport is because people didn't keep the altar lit. And he warns us when he comes through in the Old Testament, he said, make sure when this blessing comes, don't forget me. You want revival, but how long will you willing? See, revival doesn't come to tickle you. Revival comes to transform you. Revival comes to get you to a place where you never return to where you was when revival found you. So, Michael, are you really wanting revival? Because revival comes with a lot of responsibility. If you're not willing to let go of some people, you don't want revival. Because revival will make you change the course of your plans. Revival will make you go back to your diary, your notebook, your plan book, your calendar, and make you change some stuff. Revival will make you go to your calendar and start scratching stuff off. Nope, that won't happen. Nope, that won't happen. Yeah, I don't want no revival. Y'all just want somebody to come bail you out of your stuff. <laughs> Amen. Let me finish reading this so y'all can stop looking at me crazy. Amen. Verse 13. I handed you a land for which you did not work. Hey, don't forget, he sent forth the hornets to do some work for you. I see in this whole pandemic, man, I see folks moving out. I see folks moving in. I see buildings emptying out. I see prices dropping. <laughs> and some folks is like, oh, my God, the, 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 the price, prices is going up. Oh, my God. Inflation. I don't care how big it inflated, ain't bigger than what my God can. Like, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. If, if he called me to a place where everything is going to inflate, then that must mean what he got for me got to inflate. What, what you focused on, man? But what I see is things turning for the good of those who love the Lord. And those who depend on the world, you're going to be sitting there left with ashes. Okay, let me finish. I handed you a land for which you did not work. Towns you did not be. He didn't just say, he said towns, cities. Pastor Terrence, I'm about to send you to a city you wasn't born in nor raised in, but I'm going to give it to y'all. Hey, let me ask you, why not me? And here you are now living in them and eating from vineyards and commitment. You see the revival and then you see the responsibility. So now, boom, 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 boom. Now, worship him in total commitment. You want to wonder why I won't hold back what he tells me to say no matter what you think. Because he's blessed me. Because he's been good to me. He's restored my bloodline. I am going to worship him in total commitment. I won't bite my tongue because you look funny. I'm going to say what he tells me to say because he got me out of looking funny. So he said, get rid of, God, get rid of the gods your ancestors worshipped. On the far side of the river of the Euphrates and in Egypt, you worship God. 
He said there has to be a shift in how they did it and how I'm asking you to do it. They forgot me. Please don't you forget me. I'm trying to do a new thing. And then he goes forward and said, if you decide, here you go, bring it down, bring it down. I want them to hear this part. If you decide that it's a bad thing to worship God, let me, let me, let me think. If you decide that it's a bad thing to worship God, whoever you may be in here, and let me, let me make it very clear. If you decide that part-time is only how you want to worship God, if you decide he's not worth changing your schedule, if you decide, I'm speaking to the people out there, if you decide... He's not worth driving through the rain to get to the church. If you decide he's not worth witnessing or sharing the gospel with people, if you decide that he's not worth lifting your hands if he grips you in the grocery store, if you decide he's not worth putting the alcohol or the drugs down, if you decide he's not worth giving your total life to, if you decide that it's a bad thing to worship God, then choose a God you rather serve and do it today. That, that sounds like don't be lukewarm. You either hot or cold. Find a God you will really worship or worship the God you were created by. But choose one. Choose one. Stop being double-minded. Stop trying to straddle. Man, this life ain't about you and all you want. This is about a God who preserved your stanky self and my stanky self. And he snatched me out of darkness. Now I'm about to choose if I want to do what he asking me to do. Did he come to you and say, hey, would you like me to die for you? Or would you like to just keep all them sins on you and pay for them later? No, he did what was best for you. Even when you wouldn't choose what's best for you. Now, he says, do it today. Choose one of the gods your ancestors worshipped from the country beyond the river or one of the gods of the Amorites on whose land you're now living. And I love this. Joshua says, that's for me and my family. We're going to serve the Lord. That, that's where you get excited right there because... That's what it's all about. I don't care if my kids kick. Guess where we going, kids? Church. And there's some times I bring balances or something. I don't feel like I'm not going to miss church just to argue with you either. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. If, if things get a little crazy in the house, I'm not going to just be emotional wreck and yell at you and do all that. We're going to serve the Lord. I'm going to discipline you serving the Lord. I'm not going to punish you for everything you do. Sometimes great, the greatest punishment is no punishment. Because you think you're getting away with something. No, if you're just getting more entangled. But when God does stop by and try to stop you and warn you and talk to you, if you don't listen, you are so far gone. That when God is trying to share his wisdom with you, the Bible says there will be a day where wisdom will, when you will cry out for wisdom. And because you ignored wisdom, wisdom will be nowhere to be found. Today, make a choice. Serve the Lord wholeheartedly. You do that by loving yourself, loving God, loving your family, loving your neighbors, loving your friends. 
Don't say you love God. But you cannot intentionally love those that he placed in your life to love. So today, Father, we thank you that there's a group of people here under the sound of my voice that choose to serve the Lord. That this will not be another year that goes by where the enemy will bamboozle us. That we will allow our flesh to dictate what we do, how we do it, when we say it, what we say. Lord, we will be a people that are led by you. Our house is built on you. My love is built on you. My finances are built on you. My relationships are built on you. My mindset is built on you. My principles are built on you. And I thank God that Love Quest is built on you. Therefore, no matter what comes our way, we will not fail. We won't. In Jesus' name, amen. As you are getting ready to sit down, look at your neighbor on the left and the right and say, what's up? Welcome to our streaming audience. Can we make some noise for those that are streaming, please? Um, and then can we make some noise with first-time attendees? Amen. All right, I want to dive, dive into this word this morning, and uh, um, I am just keep on saying it, man. Uh, we are in the midst. I don't even want to say we're in the midst of a move, because that sounds like at some point it's going, we ain't going to be in the midst. We have been swept into a move of God. And it is our job, my job, to do my best to articulate uh, that move. It is my job, and it's some of you job, jobs, to uh, be a tangible piece of evidence that God is moving. Right? It's nothing worse than driving somewhere and there's no clear signage. You are not the destination, but you are a sign. It's not good when people get stuck at you. Is your faith with Jesus clear to everybody? And here's the, simple, here's the easy thing to do. Is then we allow the enemy to take us down this rabbit hole. Because when I ask that question, some people may say, well, do I really believe if I'm not hot for Jesus? And that's a lie he wants you, well, what's wrong with me? Maybe I never believed. Maybe something's wrong with my faith. And then that only leads you to, is God real? And, and it's not, that rabbit hole is not the place to go. The place to go is change. Let me help some people. God's not going to change what he's already set in motion. Do not allow yourself to adopt the spirit of narcissism to think God owe you something. That is total arrogance. You call yourself mad at God. Well, he should be mad at you. Well, God, if you, then why didn't you? But God does what he do by word first. 
So my question to you, have you obeyed every word that he gave? Have you, have you obeyed more words than you questioned? All right, let me start. Let me preach. 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 Amen. I love the gospel. You cannot disconnect power from gospel. Wherever the gospel is preached, and let me tell you, the gospel goes beyond the cross. Because the gospel I'm talking about is not the gospel of the cross as much as I'm talking about the gospel of the kingdom. And if you go check it, Jesus said, I, preached the, the, I came to preach the gospel of the kingdom. So it does in the gospel of the kingdom does not stop at the cross. It goes into resurrection life. It goes into victory. It goes into prosperity. It goes into getting up, not just laying down. It goes into joy. It goes into celebration. You know what I'm saying? It goes into happy. It goes into smiling. It goes into movement. He got up. I want to I be a person that's moved more by joy than anger. I want to be moved by what I know more than what I feel. Because if you can, if you, if you can be moved by what you know, you will always be in control of your joy. I don't respond. I'm not waiting for bad to happen. Because even when bad, bad going to find joy. Bad is going to find me celebrating. I'm going to have a head start, a head, a head start into bad. Bad going to find me in a sprint. Bad going to find me with a praise. Bad ain't going to find me moping. I'm so glad pandemic found uh, uh, Love Quest in faith. Let me tell you something, Love Quest. We didn't react to the pandemic. We pivoted. The king's tide. Say the king's tide. Mm. We said this last week, but I'm going to remind you again because some people for sure either didn't hear it or they forgot Monday. 2022 is the year of the enemy's failed plans. Right? How many people, I know a few people, how many people that stuck in your spirit this week? I know that stuck in my spirit. Okay, like five people, that's all I need. That's all I need. That's all I need. Amen. Uh, um. Um, okay, um, I really believe this. He didn't say this is the year of no form weapons. It just said this is the year no form weapon will prosper. <laughs> now, now, you can't look at this and be like, get them, God. No, it means you got to have eyes to see. It means you got some things to do. You, you can't just keep sinning and, and declare, but this is the year the enemies fail plans. The enemy has no power outside of your ignorance. Let me help you. You ready? You help the enemy form the weapon. Let me, go, let me go a little further. You ready for this, Troy? This is going to be, I'm going to throw this in there for some of you theologians. 
you form the weapon. I didn't say he don't. But there's devil defeated, God victorious, you stuck in the middle but have victory in you, only obtained by faith. Here's the weapon you form. You choose to let depression paralyze you. You choose to gossip. You choose to speak death. Death is faith it won't, uh, 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 fear is faith it won't work. So when I say I'm sick, I give him the weapon to use against me. Versus, okay, my body is sick, but the word tells me by his stripes I am what? Healed. The devil can't use by his stripes I'm healed. Those aren't his words or his doing. So when I speak what God says about me, it paralyzes the enemy. But when I use words out of hell's dictionary, it empowers hell against me. Power. But when I make God decisions, I empower God to help me. So when we're up here declaring, saying it will work, it can work, God has already did it. It doesn't mean that I see that it's manifesting right now. But I'm sending the word forward because guess where I'm going? Forward. I will eventually run into what I've declared. I don't wait till I get there to declare it here. Because if I can form positivity, I could also form negativity. Life and death is in the power of the devil. No, your tongue. Read the word. Tell me where life and death is in the power of the who. He has no life and death. He only has what? Death. Life and death is in you. <laughs> and out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. And whatever you speak, you give what? Life. Rather life or death. So keep on talking negative. It won't work. Guess what? It won't. But it won't work. It's not that it won't work because the devil or God. It won't work because you have empowered it not to work. <laughs> and the worst thing you could do is sitting there debating for too long a God decision. That is arrogant to be debating what God stands for. Tell me what's at work that got me not wanting to choose what God does. Tell me what is in me at work that got me not wanting to choose what God has blessed. Some of us, we can't even see the, the devil is at work in our life. But we got eyes to judge everybody else. No, some of us, it's worth pausing everything in your life to get on God's track. Some things, some seasons in your life demand a pause. Not applause. So some of us still trying to keep life going while we got this big old sore toe. 
and we still going to try to put heels on it. I can't. Let me get past this first slide. Let me keep it. I have overcome too much to have an average year. Hey, some of us, how we bring into 2022 the same problems 2021 had? Choice. Choice. That's why I said, EJ, this year, I ain't, no, no. It just, it's a choice to not deal with drama. Can I help some dramatic people? Some of us are attracted to drama. You won't look at it. Whoa! Look what, look what it is, though. Here, the Lord says, you call it caring. Heaven calls it drama. Heaven calls it a distraction. You call it caring. Let me help you out. That's their business. That's their business. If they want to drown, guess what? Let them drown. The Lord let a lot of people die off. Oh, that's Bible too. He's not going to rescue you if it's your choice. That's real love. As much as I love you, if you don't choose me, it don't mean I didn't choose you. I just let you not choose me. That's like mature right there, huh? That, that's crazy right there. God, give me game right there. Look. I did not choose you. I just let you not choose me. And a lot of times we're trying to make people choose us. That's called attracted to drama. If you're standing at a bus stop, this is the only picture I got, sorry. And the bus you know supposed to stop at your bus stop, keep going. Tell me how far you're going to chase it. Now, I just want you to get that picture in your head. You at the bus stop, and it, any, anybody in here that's going to run after it until it stops? Huh? Huh? What you going to let it do? Come on, talk to me. What you, it, yeah, it's three words. What you going to let it do? Say it again. It Come on, say it louder. It say it louder. Let it go. Now, this is what you're going to do because this is a prophetic word right here. Look at your neighbor. Listen. Whichever one you led to. Hold on, hold on. Y'all ain't even listening to the Lord. You're like, you, no. <laughs> Come on. Listen. And in all seriousness, say, let it go. Let it go, let it go. All right, stop, stop, stop. I have overcome too much to have an average year. I've, I've come, I've, I've overcome too much to let the same stuff beat me up. Right? I've, I've, listen, I've overcome too much to get entangled with your negativity. Why not me? That, I did, this is the question. We, we said this the last few weeks, but this one's sticking to my ribs. This, one, this one's sticking to my ribs. 
right? You see how people look at you when you begin to prophesy over yourself. They like, wow, he really believed that. What I'm supposed to do? In the name of Jesus, you will you are the healed and not the sick. Oh, you are a prosperity preacher. What I'm supposed to say? Mm. Something gotta come out of my mouth, right? I was created to talk sometimes. So either I'm gonna say something or I'm just gonna look at you laying there on a the gurney. Mm. Here's what most of us do. It must be their time. Because you can't wrap your head around a God intervention. So the way we deal with it as humans is we say, it was their time. Let me tell you, it's a whole lot of people that left this earth. It wasn't their time. God didn't take them. He received them. Yeah, stop bailing out of the faith life. Because you're trying to wrap your mind around. This is what sin did. It cut us off from a mindset of wholeness. That's the worst work of sin, is you not seeing yourself deservingly whole. Hey, the sex, unmarried, the, the, the cussing, the, the, the drugs, that ain't the worst of the sin. Because if you saw yourself deserving of the best, you wouldn't have did that. You wouldn't have settled for him. You wouldn't have let that happen. But here's the truth about yourself. Number one, you don't love yourself as much as you put off in public. And number two, you don't even think you deserve the best. So you find David... Even in the midst of his sin, got a revelation of who God. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed beg for bread. Like the stuff that comes out of these people's mouths reeks of sonship. So please, somebody help me. Was that just for them? So where are we at, church? We just educating people on who Jesus was? Or are we going to show the world Jesus is alive? Same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I will not be a part of a generation that misses out on the alive Jesus. So why not me? Say, why not me? I just want to spend a few minutes in that. In that. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him. I got to say this because this is my apostolic love. So, someone, and you may be here, and this is nothing, you may be here, but just, this, just know this is that church, okay? Don't DM me. Don't DM the church. It might make the Love Quest news. Because it's a mentality. It's nothing bad. I just want to address the mentality so people understand not all churches are the same. Not all gifts are the same. So don't come here expecting us or me to do something that you want us to do or you saw another church doing. This is the ignorance of the body of Christ because we don't understand all gifts are not the same, but they work together to bring the body to whole. 
So there was an inbox. Someone gave, left a, compliment, a comment. It was like, great worship. Good word, but I wish the speaker shared more scripture. It felt more like an inspirational talk. Well, let me just say the inspirational talk. Everything I say can be backed up by the word, but because I didn't put it on the screen, you thought it wasn't no scripture, which speaks to maybe you not knowing your word. Hey, nothing bad, nothing bad, nothing bad. But I'm saying we put so much pressure on the people up here, but we don't put it on ourselves. And, and when you understand that prophecy is the spirit of inspiration. It's speaking life. So if you understood the mandate that I had to start off the year, it was a month of releasing what God has said. So when we're putting things up there, you might think it ain't scripture, but the year of the enemy's failed plans. You can find many a scripture where the enemy's plans, for no weapon formed against me, shall what? Prosper. If I have the word already in my spirit, when I say this, it's beyond inspiration. This is what God said. And if they were still writing Bibles, then this may make the scripture, the Bible. And even if we put one verse out of the 66 books, it still ain't the summation of the whole Bible. <laughs> He's still speaking. So don't, don't be numb to the voice of the prophet when they speak. I don't need a, well, turn with me too. And here's the other thing. Come here more and you will see that the scriptures are always read. We build our church up on the rock. But the, but the part of and Carolyn, but the part about it seems like an inspirational talk. Well, let me tell you something. All the non-inspirational talk going on in the world. Maybe sometime if we got off of our outline and just spoke to the people from our inspiritual selves, spoke from our spirits. The Bible says that they were inspired by the word. So because I went and did my homework, I could put this up because I have a relationship with God. And I could speak from relationship and speak the word. Here you go. To be an effective witness, you can't tell a non-believer, turn with me to the book of. You got to be able to be inspirational. And then what you got to understand, Sunday is more evangelical. Number two, you ain't the only one we trying to reach. So PT, the AMPC, the NIV, I'm not going to be stuck in one spot to tickle your religious fanny. Paul said, I became all to reach all. 
get in your word. It ain't just about an outline and letting you know of how much I know. Sometimes God is trying to breathe on his people. The only reason I said all that (laughs) is because you didn't come to no church like this and not be called to some capacity to this place, even if it's one day. We have trained believers. I'm sorry, God. But maybe in that day, that you came, the teacher's anointing wasn't on me. Maybe the prophet's anointing was on me. See, if you understand your word, there's five gifts he gave to edify the body. And I just praise God that there's multiple gifts he used. The teacher going to come up here and give it to you every week the same way. You got the outline. You know when he's going to stop. It's just how he do it. More than 40 minutes, 30 minutes going to drive him crazy. Learn how to have eyes to see what anointing is at work so you can receive for what you need. Because if the prophetic anointing is at work from the platform, clearly God sees fit to call you on a day where he's trying to release something in your life. And you trying to wish a teacher was up here is going to stop you from receiving the prophetic word of the Lord. And maybe never come back because we didn't read a scripture. We just spoke one. We just live one. Let me help you. Last one. We are living epistles. Let me help somebody. No, I'm going to keep going. Amen. I'm going to keep going next. I think I helped somebody. Because I got to get this to you. I got to get this to you. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, if my wife is, are we streaming? No, we just, we just got camera people up there. Okay, gotcha. Amen. Amen. She got y'all slaving. Amen. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Be loosed in Jesus' name. Amen. No, I'm just playing. Practice. We practice in 11 a.m. We practice in. Amen. Amen. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you. He's talking to Gideon. I get a towel. You mighty man of fearless courage. What did the Lord call him? And Gideon said to him, oh, sir. Oh, sir. Here's that false humility. You remember that, Lily? Oh, when, she, when she got gifts on Christmas. Oh, no, stop, y'all. Stop. No. Stop. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Take this back. One day I'm just going to, thank you. I'll take it back. I got the receipt, too. I, bought my, I, bought, I got my son some, re- some really dope Air Force Ones. Fire. He opened them up. It's Christmas. like son if you don't like them he's like nah give them back but dad no give them back I'll wear them I'll take them back get my size so I took them back 
And then later he was like, Dad, I like him. No, I think I like him. I was like, no, too late. <laughs> too late. He's super picky. He's super, like, he, like, let me tell, I don't know about y'all, but whatever my mama bought me for Christmas, that's what I took. Y'all pray for me, man. $150 shoes, he like. If you're watching something, oh, yeah, I forgot y'all. Well, y'all, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't. Which camera? <laughs> Amen. Y'all fooled me. <laughs> Preparing y'all for heaven, huh? <laughs> stop, Lord. Stop, stop. All right. Oh, sir. If. Say if. If the Lord is with us, why is all this befallen us? And where are all his wondrous works of which our fathers told us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of a pandemic. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in this your might, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midian. Y'all notice how the Lord didn't pay attention to his complaint. He did. You know, the Lord will let you complain, and then he'll say, go. He's not going to change his mind. But I want to go back up here really quick. Where he's messing up is, if the Lord is with us, then why? Like the old school. I didn't stop by here to tell you today. Do not judge what the Lord is doing based on the conditions around you. Because he said, well, if he with us, then why this happening? If the Lord is moving, why the pandemic? If the Lord is moving, why sick? If the Lord is moving, why are we going through this? What's going on around you have no indication necessarily of what's going, going on in you and for you. You have to stop being moved by circumstances and emotions and how you feel and what you think is better or what you think is not happening. And then you get in the way of what God is doing and then later blame God for where you end up. He started off like this. I want you to remember this. God starts off talking to him, and he says, hey, hey, you mighty man of God. You mighty woman of God. He didn't say, hey, hey, you stuck in a ditch. Come, come here, I want to talk to you. Hey, you sick person, I want to talk to you. Hey, you drug addict, I want to talk to you. A porn addict, I want to, hey, you liar, I want to talk to you. That line right there never changes in God's eyes, no matter what you do. 
He sees you as a mighty man of God or a mighty woman of God. But here, here's it. Mighty man or woman of courage. There's a courage he placed in you to face things you're not ready to face. <laughs> and some of you are in places where you're like, I can't do this. I know you can't. That's the perfect place to be. Because he can. Now you're in a place where you're, you're forced to choose him or you. Which one you're going to choose? Choose ye this day, life or death, blessing or curse. You, you at that crossroads you never had to be at. But it's necessary for you to find God. Hardest place of your life, yep, because you ignored him back there. Where you are was never God's plan. It's the fruit of your plans. Just uh, uh, Go in this, your might. He said, go in the midst of this, all this crazy stuff you see, go in your might. And save your people. And then he asked this question. Have I not sent you? This is crucial. Are you somewhere you wasn't sent? If you're somewhere you wasn't sent, don't expect intervention. He may do it. But you can't place a demand on him. Are you in a situation... That he didn't send you and you crying out for help. Who got you there? You. So guess what that means? You got to help yourself. And he's going to help. But you got to help yourself. Did he help you get there? No. So why you asking him to help you get out? Nah, I didn't come here this morning to hear all this, Pastor, but your soul wanted it. Have I not sent you? Gideon said to him, oh, Lord, how can I deliver Israel? How could I? How could I deliver Israel? Behold, my my clan is the poorest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. You see how he's focusing on his insufficiencies. I can't. I'm poor. I don't have education. My daddy wasn't there. My mama wasn't there. My life sucks. My best friend passed away. I was abused. Because you were on any of those, God's plan never changed. He never gave you a call based on the circumstances you would go through. The Lord said to him, surely I will be with you. That's the part you got to cling to. I know you can't. But if you go, I'll be with you there. If you go where I tell you to go, I'll be with you. You go whichever way you want to go. I still love you. But that's not what I blessed. Gideon said to him, if now I have found favor in your sight. Now here he's going. He's giving God. So if, okay, okay, okay. Okay, if, if I found favor in your sight, then show me a sign. I think the Lord got a couple of signs in his pocket for you because he's not going to keep giving you signs. 
Right? That game is old for some of us. Lord, show me. Lord, if this is really, really, really you, then show me. Then show me a sign that is you who talks with me. Now, that's a good question because we, we should discern the voice and we should discern the spirits. But look, he says, do not leave me here. This is amazing. Selah. Here's Gideon's prayer. This is what I want to judge if this is really God. The only sign I want from you, God, is don't leave me here. And puts his little Selah, Selah break. to help you he didn't say lord if this is you pay my bills he said don't leave me here god can get with that you can get with this he can get with that he can get with that now you this is what you got to understand you I, I, I will park here for a second Because this, this statement is total surrender. It comes to a point where you're like, God, I don't care how it looks on the other side of here. Just don't leave me here. I just hear the cry of Gideon. I, that's way back then, but I feel the spirit on this request. Lord, I really, the circumstances, the situation I was born in, the parents I had, I wasn't taught, I wasn't led, I've been hurt, um, I, I got trust issues, but, but God, with all of this, you don't leave me here. That is a very simple, childlike request because it speaks to some of the abandonment. That has led some of you to be where you are. And this question is saying, God, I've been abandoned before. If I try you, please don't leave me. Please don't leave me the same. Please protect me. Don't leave me here. Don't leave me. Let me tell you, I will walk away from the faith if after I follow Jesus, I was the same as when I started following him. But I promise every one of you, he didn't leave me there. I'm not saved and still blank. There is no way you could fully commit, Joshua, fully commit to God and remain the same. So it leaves it on you. How bad do you want to get out of here? I don't think you, I think some of us are getting pillows for here. We don't want to let God change our, if you don't want to change your concepts, then you don't want to change your reality. And if you're going to follow God, you're going to have to change your mind. And for some of us, the way we think is the very thing that has us where we are. It's not the people. It's the way you think that got you with the people. It's not the ditch. Because you put a champion in the ditch, he going to hop out someday. But it's because you see yourself as a victim. 
You're asking people to get in the ditch with you for counseling. I pray you until, until I return to you. I saw something else here, and I don't know why, but it's just my imagination. And bring my offering and set it before you. And he said, I will wait until you return. Ah! When I was reading this, I saw this, Elder John. He says, first, do not leave me here. And he says, I pray that you don't leave until I return. I just saw, I just saw, let me say, for example, me. The Lord tells Gideon, I will not leave you. I'll be right here. And I just saw me wandering and living my own life. And when I finally got my life together where I wanted to return to him, he was still there. <laughs> Somewhere in your life, you had this conversation with God, whether you knew it or not. This prove me moment. And you didn't even think nothing about it, whether it was a dream, whether somebody spoke it over your life, and you just begin to continue to do life. You are where you are. Some of you have been in some fiery church services, and you was like, God, this is it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this time. You was crying. He touched you, and you got back into life. Let me tell you what you was doing. That day you was in a service crying, and he touched you. Or maybe you just tough, and you just, you just held your head back, and you wanted the fellas, and you're like, nah, I ain't crying today. But let me tell you, so you was crying, and God, dude was crying. Even if you held your tears back. Tears is a sign. They're not literal crying. Your soul was crying. <laughs> and you was excited, and what you were showing through your tears and your repented heart was, God, I'm sorry. Please don't leave me here. And you went back, and then you slipped back, and you're doing your thing, got back in your old habits. And then guess what? Maybe you came back. Guess where God is? Still there. And guess what he's saying? Same thing. And maybe you're going to be one of them people once again. You're going to leave church today and you're going to hear this message. Because let me tell you, I didn't know none of y'all was going to be here. I knew a few people was going to be here because they had to be here to do cameras. Amen. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm not afraid to say this is what God wanted to tell you today. No matter how far you go and how many times you walk away, he never changes. He'll still be here. And even if you're ready, even if it's on your deathbed and you finally want to get it together, he's going to still be right there. He's not going to force you. He's not going to make some huge event happen. The greatest event he's going to make happen is his word. I'm talking to somebody today. Stop playing. It's a new year and you're doing the same stuff. And as the Lord told me in 2007, I can't go any further with you. Pretty soon, the fruit of your, of your rebellion will manifest. And you'll understand it was my grace and mercy keeping you. 
And it's not God. It's you. It's not the devil. The devil isn't making you make a choice. It's you. And I just will not be one of those preachers who are afraid to tell you what God is saying. And I believe it 110% of my heart. There will be a day if you do not turn that you will remember this word. That he is warning you and it's wisdom crying out in the street. You do for whoever you are. You don't want to go there. It is not your it's not to your best interest. There is a way that seems right to a man. And for it to seem right, it got to really what? Seem right. But you're at a very crucial crossroad. And generations unborn need you to make a God decision. Hey, you ready for this? The decision that you are faced to make is not about you. It's about people unborn. How about that for a purpose? Do not leave me here. And he returns. He returns and God is what? Right there. Why, why, why not me? Who am I that God will wait for me? Wait on the Lord. We'll sing that. And we always think it's one way. And we got to wait on him. You ever thought, he's waiting on you. He could sing that song right back to you. Why not me? Say, why not me? Why not? Come on, come on. Why not me? Why not me? One more time. Say, why not me? Why not me? Gideon couldn't understand. Why? Me, God? Yep. He waited on me. You, you ready for this? Jesus made the first move. Can think, think with me for a second. We're, we're not waiting on him in the way that we think. He made the first move. He went to the cross. One move. He sent his spirit. In Acts 2, they were waiting on the Lord. What we waiting for? Oh, a blessing. A breakthrough. Oh, things. And when you're saying you're waiting on God, you're actually waiting on stuff. <laughs> because to wait on the Lord is to presume he's not here. Make your mind up. Wow, paradigm shift. For me, for me. Who you waiting on? How can, is he in you or are you waiting on him? Does he still got to come or he's here? Oh, some of us got to change our prayer talk. Lord, we waiting on you. For what? Things. 
Oh, when you think this way, Troy, how much energy we are, we are, oh, my God. How much energy have we been, have we been spending waiting on circumstances to change and stuff to come? Oh. Who doing social media right now? Because we ain't streaming. Okay, turn that camera this way. All right. How much energy have we been waiting, spending, waiting on stuff and circumstances to change in the name of waiting on God? Are you really waiting on God? Because the, the Bible that I read, he's within us. The Bible that I read, he sent his spirit. The Bible that I read, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, live, who you waiting on? Now, right before Pentecost, guess what they was doing? Waiting. It'll be good. That's just the Lord. Water broke. Stop waiting on stuff and dwell with the Almighty. Lord, I'm right here waiting on you. And it's crazy because then you set your mind towards the sign that he's come is your promotion. The sign that he's come is you're healed. The sign that he's come is a breakthrough. Wow, you've minimized him to a breakthrough? <laughs> what confidence you would have if you treated him like he's already here. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved you. We over here waiting for all these people to get these blue checks, these approved, these stamps, these, these, all these followers. You was approved before IG. Before I formed you in your mama's womb, I approved you. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart. So stop trying to be like somebody else. Stop comparing yourself. You've been set apart. And I appointed you as a prophet or blank, whatever he's appointed you for, to the nations. Then I said, ah, 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 Lord, God, behold. Excuses. I cannot. Tomorrow, some of us may wake up facing a storm, and the way we've trained our brain, we're going to hear, I can't cuz. I can't. This is too big. And you're too, you're too busy staring at the storm and not staring at God. For I am only a youth. But I say to you, he called you and he prepared you. He called you and he prepared you. You know, this little red is for me. This is how I speak to myself. I'm prepared for 2022. I'm prepared for 2022. Come on, I'm prepared for 2022. I've been preserved for such a time as this. I've been preserved for such a time as this. I've been preserved for such a time as this. You ready for this? 
I've been hidden only to be revealed. I've been hidden only to be revealed. I'm not hidden to be forgotten about. I've been hidden only to be revealed. And God has to give people, why not me? God got to change my bloodline for the better, why not me? God has to do something in my city, why not me? God has to get the good news to my coworker, why not through me? Somebody got to get wealthy to be a blessing. Why not me? I'll close with this, with this thought and with the scripture to bag it up. Who am I is another question. Who am I? I only want to show you what God thinks of you. And you could deal with the rest. I'm not going to answer it from your perspective. I'm going to answer it from his perspective. By using just normal people. Who am I? Daniel 10. Then he said to me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your mind and heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. From the what? first day and I have come as a consequence of your words now, now you might not see who am I but who am I that angels respond to my words you see why words matter either demons who are also angels just fallen demons or angels respond to words and because demons or angels separated from life, then they respond to words of death. So you either got Michael responding, or you got Michael responding. <laughs> Michael, you spell that M-I-K-H-E-L-L, -L. Michael, M. I-K-H-E-L-L, Michael. All right, stop it, stop it. I have come as consequence and in response to your words. Now, am I wrong for, for walking and understanding the power of my words? So when I stand up here and I realize that angels responded to Daniel's words, and when I'm declaring, and I'm decreeing, and we're speaking life, and we're prophesying. If he did it before, he'll do it again. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief of celestial princes, came to help me for I remained there with the kings of Persia. See, you don't, you don't see this activity. You just, got a impression, you just got an impression on your heart to keep praising him. You're like, why did we go a little longer? 
There's times, I remember a few weeks ago, somebody came up and was like, oh, man, I just got a phone call. Somebody passed away. There's so many times we've heard stuff after the fact. Elder John be like, man, I just want you to know this. Pastor, I just want you to know this. This, this, this happened. And I believe part of that is a result of you guys, that, that you just kept going around that mountain. You know those moments where we're standing about to dismiss, and then the Lord just seemed like he won't let something go? You don't know what's moving on someone's behalf by you just... He said, he said, I heard you on the first day, but it took 21 days to get here. Because there was an opposing force that wouldn't let me deliver the answer. And he says, because I was being held up, your continual prayers moved another angel. I wish you could see the activity that your fervent and effectual prayers and your praise continue. Your words. That's why he died. Who? The word. And he gave us his spirit. And he gave us his word. So why put my words in front of his words? Demons aren't afraid of my words unless they're his words. Darkness is not moved by my emotions. It's only moved by his words. Help is on the way. Whoever this is for, help is on the way. Help is already here. Oh, man, hold on. I just need, for, for, my, for my biblical, like, you know, some people are like, what do you mean? It's coming or it's here? Is it coming or it's here? These are the thoughts I want to leave you with. Is it coming or is it here? See, what, 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 it, what this reads to me is that there's help on both sides of me. There's help where I'm at, and there's help where I'm going. <laughs> so I don't got to worry about it because wherever I go, help is not only on the way, but help is going to meet me on the way. Help is going to be around. Favor surrounds me like a what? Shield. Help is already there. Help is already here, and help is already there. I'm the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord. He who what is, and who what was, and who what, who is to come. I love, my my God, fire. He like, I'm here, I was, and I is to come. I is to come. John 11, he says, "Your, your brother shall rise again, Martha. Martha replied, I, I know that he will, Jesus, in the last day. It, it's almost like they should have just put duh in there. <laughs> you, you ready for this? In other words, she says, I believe that part. I believe that part of the Bible. I know he's coming. I know one day. Will rise again. One day I'll be healed. One day my family will be blessed. One day I'll have sanity. One day. One day. One day. You ready? This is what Jesus says about your one day. I am. And we also know what I am means. It ain't one day. It's what it is now. 
and, and what you believe about the one day coming, it's the today here, now, now. I am the resurrection and the life. A time will come, however, indeed, it is already here. I love how he talks to us. Oh, it's coming, but guess what? It's here. Healing is coming, but guess what? It's here. <laughs> Breakthrough is coming, but guess what? It's here. Joy is coming in the morning, but while it's night, guess what? It's still here. And the Lord said he's, he's seeking such people. Worship him in spirit and truth. Victory is coming, but victory is already here. Healing is coming, but healing is already here. I'll leave you with Hebrews 11. Write it down. Write it down. Tonight we'll dive more into this faith thing. It's very important that you not get stuck waiting on what's already here. Waiting on what's already here. Some of you are waiting on what's already here. You're waiting on strength, but it's already here. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. It is all the evidence. And I, man, if, if you could just bear with me. There is a profound statement that God blew on me this morning that I have to share with you that it should change your mind. It is all the faith brings our hopes into reality. Faith is the foundation needed to acquire the things that are there and bring them into here. It is all, faith is all the evidence required. Faith is the evidence. The stuff, it, the breakthrough itself is not the evidence. But the, the faith that it's already done is the evidence. Because if I'm waiting on something to come, I will never walk in what's already here. So I let the future rob my present. For, you know how people talk about the past robs your present? The future has robbed our present as well. Today is the day. Sometimes faith, here's the statement. Sometimes faith is all you have, but all the time faith is all you need. Now, here you go. Sometimes we mistake hope for faith. I don't even know if I have time to break this in for you. You think because you're hoping, you're faithing. But hope and faith is two different things. Faith needs hope. But just because you're hoping... You're hungry. I hope I get something to eat. But if you want something to eat, guess what you got to do? Get something to eat. I'll help my worship team out. You can be up here and think because, or all you that are leaders, you can think because you're serving, you're faithing. You might be hopeful, but does it mean you're faithing?
You might hope for your family members to come to Jesus. But what does it look like to put that in faith? What it looks like in faith. Don't tell me you want your family to come to Jesus and you don't want to live for Jesus. As bad as you want them to change, then you got to be the change. Or you just left hoping. It's good. Hoping kept you, keep you fighting. Hoping keep you praying. But just because you pray don't mean you're praying in faith. And I don't got time to read it. I'm going to read it tonight. But James tells us, show me faith without works. I'll show you my faith with works. No, we're not saved by works. But there is work that, that reflects. Our, it is, it is, it is a, a corresponding action to what we really believe. And if you believe, you could tell how bad somebody believe in how much they pursue. You believe Jesus? Let me watch your pursuit for Jesus. I love me some God. What, Sunday during worship? Does Monday through Saturday look like you love God? I love my spouse. Why? Because you live with them? I want my marriage to be successful. Guess what you got to do? That's great hope. But you actually got to put in the work. Not sit back watching, waiting for God to do something. He's already done it. Sometimes we mistake hope for faith. And it takes some faith to show up. But showing up. When I go to church, showing up has brought me to a place where I get what I need so I can walk by faith. I'm thirsty. I'm hoping for some water. The little bit of faith I got in that faucet over there is going to take me to the faucet to get a cup of water. Faith, I'm going to drink the water. Same thing. I believe if I go to church today. I'm going to hear something that I, that I can use. I'm going to go get some water. What's the water? That word. But guess what you got to do this week? Drink it. And you know what water does if it just sits still? It starts stinking. And don't apply it. It begins still water stank. Dead sea. Are you somebody that's going to get all this water poured into your life? And let it sit by doing what you want to do. Oh, whether you're shouting or not, this is a word for you and for me. Because I pray I never get complacent with the blessing of having the word available. With the blessing of having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. With the blessing of when I worship and when I pray, God is leaning in. I hope I never come to church. And I'm going to be in this place forever. I don't know. I pray it's not one day I show up here complacent and taking my, my, my church for granted. I pray I never go home and take my wife for granted. My kids for granted. What are you going to do today? 
but what God is asking of you. If you don't respond to his words, you're merely religious. You're just going through the motions. But I believe the Lord today is desiring to strengthen you to do what? Go. He hasn't changed his mind. God is saying the same thing today as he said yesterday, and he'll say it forevermore. He will not change his plans for your life. He is not going to help you get out of something that you chose to get into. You have to get out of it. You have to make choices. And God's strength is on the way. It, it is going with you. Say, I have strength to do what God has designed for me to do. I am here today, fully available. God, Lord, use me, touch me, heal me, regulate my mind. I receive your peace, your joy, your love. I will not only talk, but I will walk in all that you call me to. Game day is over. No more playing around with the word, with the call, in Jesus' name. Everything you said about me, I receive. I receive. I receive today and forevermore. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected by following us on social media at LoveQuest INTL Church. And join us next time for another powerful word. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fix, man.